Hey everybody, welcome back to the Playing With Power podcast. You're listening to part two of volume 36 from May of 1992 with Darkwing Duck on the cover. This is the back half of the issue and again, uh, the Playing With Power podcast is an issue by issue retrospective about Nintendo Power magazine. Um, I am your host, Ben, and with me as always are my co-hosts, Mike. Hello. And John. I'm stewing in a fart Hiroshima <laughs> right now. It's like a death zone. Ugh. All right. Yeah. Hey, everyone. <laughs> That's, uh, thank you mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Um, so, we're picking that issue up on page 62 with uh. a Super Mario Adventures comic. And in case you guys didn't see the Facebook post I posted, um, they are actually putting together a full graphic novel of all the Super Mario Adventures comics. So you can purchase it very soon from Viz Media if you want to get it in a nice print form. So, Mike? Yeah. Super Away, Mario. Mike. This is your wheelhouse. Super Mario Adventures. When we last left, Princess Zelda was just falling out of the tower. She had grabbed a uh, yellow blanket, and we all know what that does, but she didn't, because as she fell out of the tower, she's screaming, Ah, it's do or die! And all the Koopalings are going, Oh no, Princess Pancake! But then the... I don't know how, but it's completely wrapped around all of her arms and legs, creating a parachute. So she ends up soaring into the sky and gliding peacefully... And she goes, wow, a capa shoot. What a concept. And then we see Mario and Luigi looking at Bowser's Tower from across the moat, which is full of painful things. And Mario is saying, we'll take a break soon. But then who do they find? That same old shyster, Friendly Floyd, who at this time is selling lipstick to a piranha plant. And he's telling her that this color is hot, hot, hot. And I've got the makeup to match, too. And then Luigi says maybe we can get a refund for that Yoshi book, while Mario just wants to scram before he can pull another scam. Luigi decides to sit down on a nice bench to take a break, but then Mario realizes it's not a bench but a bullet bill blaster. Although, really being on top of the blaster is the safest place you could be, while Mario punches Luigi off of it, and now the barrel is in front of him, putting him in the most dangerous place to be. So, uh, you know, Mario's trying to be the smart guy, but really being the dumbass in this situation. But he ends up taking the Koopa Express all the way up to the tower by holding onto that bullet bill for dear life, while Princess Peach is gliding all the way to safety, not needing rescue because she's a bad bitch. Mario comes along, passes right by her, sends her off course, crashing into the, into the grass, while Mario goes crashing into the only thing that's in front of him, the tower. And here we see Mario just laid out completely. And he's just laid out <laughs> shattered glass. This is just always great artwork, hilarious. And then we see Luigi saying, hey, that bird sort of looks like the princess. It has the princess. <laughs> and then princess is just screaming. Princess Peach is screaming, clear the runway, I'm coming in! And then she just does a tailspin into the forest while Luigi and Yoshi and Toad find her. Bowser, on the other hand, is furious, saying, what? You let my bride escape? And all the Koopalings are making excuses, like she's much stronger than she looks, 
And Roy says, the Hulkster himself couldn't have stopped her. And then Wendy's like, yeah, she would have made a lousy mom anyway, Pop. And then Bowser just screams, <laughs> silence! And he shatters his demonstration cake, which, again, man, that cake looks so freaking awesome. And then Mindy's saying, mellow out, Dad. Okay, so we lost the princess, but we found someone better. And then it shows Mario tied up and gagged, while still able to say completely legibly, you rotten Koopa brats. So they may have done a good job tying him with shackles and rope, but they did a lousy job gagging him since he can talk. Speaking of lousy go- job gagging, how was your date the other week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, I'll leave that then, alone. Poor tires. <clears throat> <laughs> Haven't actually seen her since. Like, keep coming, <laughs> but right. schedules keep screwing up. And so Luigi's trying to wake up the princess, who's probably got a concussion, and you should just let her rest. And then they see a, a boat, and out of the boat comes two Mecha Koopas, who end up marching, and they're carrying a, a little plush Mario. And they got, like, the great sound effect, like... Yeah, it's well illustrated. It's cool. Yep. And then we see them saying, Greetings from the Koopa King. He is holding Mario. If you want him back, you must give us the princess. If you fail to put her in this boat, your brother will pay. And then they set fire to the Mecha Koopa, to the uh, mini Mario. (laughs) And then Mario's like, Oh, poor Mario. That's blackmail. What can we do? And who comes to the rescue? Friendly Floyd, who says, Howdy, howdy, howdy. How did you you like the book? Our new miracle makeup kit could turn a frog into a prince. Do I look like I need a makeover? Oh, come on, create a new you. New me, I need a miracle. Wait, a new me? Could you excuse us? We'll be right back. And then the the Mecha Koopas, you know, for being robots, they're really doing a good job expressing irritation. Do not be long. Bowser is waiting. And then they take Friendly Floyd, they take Friendly Floyd into the forest and say, bring that kit. They rustle, and then Princess Peach emerges from the from the forest and the Koopalings see Princess Peach in the boat. The door opens and then we see Princess Peach with a Michael Jackson situation going on with a surgical mask <laughs> saying, Floyd, you better come through this time. So, looks at the Koopalings are the only ones I can't tell. It's probably not Peach. Mm-hmm. And, that, and then to be continued. So, uh, what so, were we talking about cross-dressing earlier? <laughs> a little bit. And after that excellent Super Mario comic, we're on to Counselor's Corner, uh, featuring Shane Lewis's advice on Legend of Zelda A Link to the, pa- to the Past. Uh, so Shane has some tips. And goddamn, do these sections dis- disappoint me now. We don't, have the pa- we don't have the profiles from before. We just have, you know, like, little mm-hmm. pictures of these people, and it's just not nearly as cool. So... Um, there's tips on the shoes and how to enter secret rooms in Zelda Link to the Past, so that's pretty helpful. Hmm. Uh, Josh Aaron, or sorry, Joel Aaron. They forgot forgot to mention one trick that also works. Oh, they didn't have everything about Legend of Zelda on, like, two-thirds of a page? (laughs) I'm shocked. They forgot to mention one particular thing in finding secret rooms. Okay. And that is finding spots that you can bomb by using your sword to tap against the wall. Because if you uh, hold your sword mm, out that is true. and walk alongside the wall, you can hear ding, 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 ding to let you know that there's a hollow spot. 
and that's pivotal in some spots because when I when I so yeah, and then the Shane Lewis guy with his big white face, he looks like that. Uh, he looks like that Kabuki boss in uh, Mystical Legend Pokemon. <laughs> Alright, and then we have some tips for Adventures of Lolo 3 from Joel Ahrens. I got, no. a, I got a tip for him, Trim. Oh. He looks normal enough. That was mean. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. What, what is he his trimming? Eyebrows, I think, is what he's saying. Or, I don't know, his hair. Oh, yeah. He's got some. Those are like taking over his eyeballs. <laughs> no, he's, They're crawling in, they're taking over. Eugene Levy's looking at him going, dude, Trim. <laughs> and then uh, speaking of uninvited Mark Trell <laughs> uh, has tips on how to get to the jewel and how to enter the magisterium nobody wants to play the uninvited so who cares and then Final Fantasy Legend 2 for the Game Boy Josh Fuchs and De- Josh definitely Fuchs oh uh, gosh, his face mm-hmm. is fooked. oh my god he like pulled his chin in for the double chin for the photo. Like, not a good call, Josh. Like, he's a good call for a pre-op for an ugly one. Oh, oh, and <laughs> getting saucy. So, um, yeah, he definitely looks like the cameraman had his dick out <clears throat> and was acting like he, and was acting like he didn't know. Speaking of dick out, the next game is Zard- Zardon. <laughs> oh. oh man, I got a Zardon right now. Yeah, I got a big old Zardon <laughs> if you know what I mean. We're on to the Super Nintendo coverage of this this issue. Uh, Zardon was an import, uh, really forgettable mech game. Um, just I don't know. This Japanese mech art is awesome. Yeah, though, the coverage honestly. is awesome here because they have. Great, like hand-drawn mech image images and all that. So, and for the uh, next page for the ocean sphere, we get to see like a flaming mecha tiger, which is really like Voltron esque. Unfortunately, the game doesn't live up to the coverage here. Um, it's just a really like forgettable <laughs> platform. Hey, can I ask? Speaking of uh, Voltron esque, can I ask a legitimate uh-huh. question? How is Power Rangers not getting sued by Voltron like ever? <laughs> How does that work? I mean, they have like the same everything. Do they license it? Dinosaurs aren't tigers. <laughs> it's the same thing. Did you see they're coming out with a new one next year? A new Power Rangers movie? Yeah, it's got Brian Cranston yeah. as like Zardon or whatever. <laughs> I love that picture where it shows its face in the glass jar and it says, Rangers, we need to cook. Because of Breaking Bad. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, yeah, we we got it. <laughs> Who? Um, but yeah, this game. Uh, if you like, if Here's you like mech games, like... it's. It, but it's not even a great mech game. It's more platformer than mech, like flying around. So I, just not much here. Well, here's what's odd: is like you look at every single screenshot, and like you expect like a giant mech to have some like sweet action moves mm-hmm. and all that. And literally every screenshot of just him standing still in a Superman pose with, like, one arm outstretched. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'm shooting over here. It's like, wow, that was just lazy animation. Yeah, it's definitely just an early generation's, like, non-first-party <laughs> Super Nintendo game. So. He's, a, he's a blind robot reaching out. He's like, wait, am, am I outside? Am I inside? Am I, am I near a wall? Yeah, mm. you're not missing much. I would definitely vote skip this, so... 
Do you get to play as like the dog lion thing? I Panthera. I spent like five minutes yeah. looking into this game, and I'm looking it, at a screenshot. That, you do get to be a flaming mech dog. Even that like bored yeah. the fuck out of me. So and it looks like you're know. fighting the shredder at the end. Yeah. There's only a few. There's only a few stages. It's just kind of. It's just a forgettable game. So you, you find parts to build up Zardion, the ultra ultimate. You build up uh, your you build up your Zardon, you know, like after a couple <laughs> drinks and lap dances. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Uh, unlike Ben's yep. first bachelor party. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I gotta build up your your Zardon mm, for sure. And then the uh, in the final artwork. Best way to do that is to wear gym shorts. Yeah, except most strip clubs won't let you in in gym shorts, so you have to you just go in sweatpants, and they can't say anything. <laughs> I see. So the final artwork for listen Zion, to Uncle John, like kids. <laughs> when you go to a strip what about club, the, can you wear tearaways? <laughs> no. <laughs> Surprise! I okay, had an erection the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really bad magic trick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, look where the weight of this hundred dollar bill I can make your dignity disappear. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, so moving on, we've got uh, Master Higgins has returned to us for Super Nintendo in Super Adventure Island. So, the master of Higginsing is back. This game actually is pretty cool. It gets uh, the back cover of the poster has maps on, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of coverage here. The sprites are fucking awesome for this game like the just the animation and everything um Mm -hmm. just really vibrant colorful like animated master higgins is is really well done he like skateboards around levels even the holy shading batman artwork here he's far less downsy than before yeah um Mm -hmm. the problem with this game is it's a platformer with like a timer so like (laughs) you see at the top of the screen how there's like Bars. Yes. Um, if you're not eating fruit, they have like kiwis and bananas or something like that, um, mm. and pineapples and shit. And if you're not eating that, your your timer goes down, and you and you like you you die from starvation. Mm. Sounds like he's a diabetic. Yeah. So, and any of the enemies, if they like even touch you, you die like instantly. Like it's really annoying. Like and. There's no way to like super jump without crouching and jumping up. Like, it's one of those things. Like the the sprite work and like lo- locations are really beautifully done, but like the platforming and like just sort of nuts and bolts of the gameplay really detract from. Did you ever play that game called for? I think it was for Xbox 360 or Xbox. It was called Maximo. No. It was a 3D type platforming game is a very similar concept mm. touch anything you die and you have a certain time limit to make it through and it was supposed to be like this callback to games from this era where everything was challenging like oh no it's just a, it's just an unforgiving unfun game yeah. and great. unfortunately this kind of falls in that park I mean it, it, like it's pretty it's definitely a demonstration of like where games are going artistically um, at this stage of the Super NES but um, it just doesn't deliver in the fun uh, gameplay uh, side of things so well let's talk about the plus sides of this we've got our friend Derpy Derp Whales yeah, back Derpy definitely shows up in this one yeah so you have uh, in stage 2 you fight uh, Derp Whale <laughs> aka a giant hungry whale 
And let's talk about the other enemies that you have to face off here. So I've got uh, <laughs> Smokestack Sammy, which is just a walking uh, candle. But candle. Mm-hmm. You have uh, Bloobs, <laughs> which are, I guess, some kind of hybrid between boobs and, and, Blunk- uh, and blobs. Blumpkins or, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> a Beezer's and... like an old bee, I'm assuming. <laughs> it looks like it has an arrow or a or a pike. Well, that's that's bam with. bamboon, but I'm saying beezer is like a geezer bee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And fly just has yeah. the name fly, so there we go. <laughs> and then bamboon is hanging out at uh, spiritual Coast. <laughs> yeah. And then we also have Peppy, Beach Bun, or uh, Wally, and Electron, which is some sort of eel. Yeah. Wally, and Wally's so like Wally, an obese walrus. Yeah, an orc of some kind that hangs out on the beach, and holds the shield, like, and the spear. Aren't there like the Pepe memes? Like the, the frog that thing that everyone loves so much or whatever? You know what I'm talking about. Pepe the No, pew? there's like that frog, Pepe, like the green frog. Oh, oh, whatever. There's it's the all green, like no, 4 talking about, sorry. No, all right. It's some, like, neo-Nazi frog thing. Well, it's stage four. All right, so we've got some... A disturbing artwork of a skull, a cyclops Mm -hmm. skull with legs. Looks like my date from the other week. (laughs) Really, this looks like a Mega Man enemy. (laughs) Kind of does, yeah. we get to see uh, number... Be perfect for Skull Man. In 4-3, we get to see some use of the Moe 7 as Master Higgins falls into a lagoon. And at the end, he fights basically Skeletor with a lightsaber. <laughs> yeah, it looks oh, kind of like General, awesome. General Grievous or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah but that is... That boss design is way too badass for Mr. Higgins. It might be worth playing the game just to get to this guy. Because, you know, I, mm-hmm. I don't see how you can throw a Tomahawk at this guy. He's like a friggin' Sith Lord. It's not. But there is one good thing about this game. Is that uh, the locations are very varied. Like, it's not just all tropical island like some of the previous adventure island games uh there's a lot of different locations there's forests like snow uh cave like all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff yeah, so they don't really have too much originality with the uh the last <clears throat> boss his name is dark cloak <laughs> and he's basically a mm-hmm. uh, like orca on a broomstick <laughs> <laughs> and that's about the coverage there does anybody else have anything else to say here I mean, it's 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 no. artistically a very interesting game. The coverage here is worth looking at. So if you're if you're reading along, um, like flip open because it's this game's a colorful, fun game, but uh, definitely not in the play pile, unfortunately, uh, because mm-hmm. of its mis missteps. But it could have been great if they right. just implemented it a little bit differently, but they didn't. And so, speaking of, could have been great. We got the centerfold for Krusty's Funhouse. Could have been a centerfold. <laughs> hey! Uh, holy! Yep, so we get it's a nice uh, poster here. It is a really got, nice uh, poster. It looks like a original illustration by Matt. I can't Graining. know. I don't know his last name. Graining. Thank you. He signed the I'm bottom right, so it is by. Yeah, yeah. And it's got a ton of like the itchy mouses. I guess is what they look like. Well, itchy's blue. These are like angry and purple. Okay, so but it's just a sea of angry mouses like attacking Krusty, but not Krusty. Bart for some reason. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I guess Bart doesn't take any baths or sh- baths or showers, so he's like too filthy even for the rats to be near. I think this ends with with Krusty getting like 
um, bubonic plague, I think is because he's getting bit like eight different ways by all these mice. Hi, kids. Can you say tetanus? <laughs> That's not how you get tetanus, you retard. <laughs> but all right. All right. Of course, of course got Bob hanging out in the corner. He's not a doctor. <laughs> Anybody who speaks German can't be bad. Yeah. That's my favorite. One of my favorite lines in all of Simpsons when he's like, "No, my tattoos." D Bart D, live Bart live. Anyone who speaks German can't be bad. D <laughs> Nice. Oh yeah, D Bart D. That's right. Next up, we've got for Super Nintendo. We have Contra Three: The Alien Wars. The Alien Wars begin. So it's as like time Trump the video game. <laughs> <laughs> Let's kick him out. Well, the walls aren't holding up because look what's busting through a Terminator. This only has six stages. Yeah. So. What the hell? This game, it, it it's it is actually a really good Super Nintendo game. Like even for early in the run, like the bosses mm-hmm. are very like different. Like the they're 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 not easy, but they're not impossible. Like there's interesting dynamics, like clinging to walls and spinning around them and all kinds of stuff. But there's these fucking top down missions that are like thrown in, and mm-hmm. so. It uses the Vector 7 or Mode 7 stuff like really heavily, which is cool. It's like showing off what the system can do. But Contra is great for the like side-scrolling shooters. Like, why the fuck would you go away from your bread and butter? So like two of the, two of the six stages are this like god-awful like top-down right. mode where like just... That's the same issue I had with Super C, yeah. the sequel to the original Contra. I was like, "What? This totally breaks the entire flow." Like, I don't want to play. Yeah, this, just give you know? me like there's like everything about the side scrolling. It's as good as Contra gets. Like well, the and and the and the scans here don't do it much justice, but like the obviously, sprites. Obviously, the developers had a spy working on the wacky races who was telling them, "Listen." You know what you're expecting, and these guys are just going to defy all expectations. <laughs> well, I think we can take a page from their book. The four, the four <laughs> stages that are classic Contra are some of the best Contra on any system. Like this, this game is mm. worth playing. It's just you have to deal with these shit awful top down modes uh, in between. So it's this is good. this so, is worth playing. <clears throat> this is definitely a game that you want to add to your rotation. If you if you have an emulator, throw it on on your list. Uh, you know. If you're, so as long as you let's own the game, the levels of course. Yeah, but, yeah. I, I like the uh, the headline for all new action. Jimbo and Sully, the Contra Warriors, have some new tricks up their sleeves. Well, okay, they don't wear sleeves, but they definitely have some new tricks. So, <laughs> and like one of the bosses, it's the one at this. Well, let's, hold on, let's, let's okay. go through the, the the levels a little okay. bit here. So the storyline is set in the year twenty six thirty six, and this is in this starts off in Neo City. And it says, Red Falcon and his group of aliens unleash a devastating nuclear strike upon the peaceful city. And the terrain is now dominated by bombed out buildings and their structural wreckage. So you're going through what appears to be like a bombed out New York City, essentially. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you get to the end of it, and it's a giant, what, like robot turtle yeah, like a, type well, thing? Alien turtle? Yeah, it's really weird. Thing? Like, it shoot, it like spits like nuclear moths at you. <laughs> and yeah, it's super weird. Uh, but it's not a super hard boss. You just shoot that little red thing on the front mm-hmm. of its leg. Um, and then top down section for the next level, got uh, this is the uh, highway yeah, apparently. Mar- Maria Maria, Mar- Cal- Maria Calderon, Calderon Highway. Calderon. 
And it's just it's this really terrible top down shooting mode. The, well, it's a maze yeah. too. At the same time, you have to figure out. So you see these little this. bridges? They're like yeah. little tiny mm-hmm. little outcroppings of road that bridge across. Yeah, you have to walk across those, and it's not exactly easy to line yourself up with them. And enemies like are bum rushing you as you go across. Mm. So it's just not well designed. The it sounds like a kick in the yeah. Deck. The the Metallican boss though is really fun from what I understand. So yeah, it looks pretty. So you and and apparently you can travel through manholes. It looks like <laughs> it's my favorite cut, my favorite club. Mm-hmm. So right next to spear checkers, manholes. <laughs> so then the and then they get into the old cyber steel factory. So they get into a steel factory. Apparently, yeah. I mean, it's more just like you know. It, another stage yes these bosses are fucking awesome so you but you bob one two and robo corpse so like you you have to hang on the walls and battle these two like terminator looking mm. droids that show up and then like once you beat that like hands come through the wall behind you and like pull the entire back of the stage open and this giant terminator like head and and torso comes flying through the hole that's ripped open like go- goatsy mm-hmm. style, and, <laughs> and he starts shoot. You have to oh, shoot. Is he wearing a wedding band? <laughs> and so yeah, like you, it's just one of the most visually impressive bosses in like any 16-bit game ever. Like it is fucking mm-hmm. awesome. It's I, I mean I would at least watch a video of it because it's cool. Mm-hmm. And then they decide to amp that up. In the next level, where you are riding fucking missiles, like yeah, Doctor you have Strange to jump <laughs> from missile to missile as the bot, like for the boss, it is fucking as metal as it comes. That's yeah. awesome. So like, so slash the lone predator of the upper atmosphere attacks shortly after you grabbed onto the helicopter, hanging either near either end of the missile until he attacks his his chain to the missile as well. So he's swinging on the missile as well, attacking mm-hmm. you. Yeah, this is like as extreme as it can get. Yeah, this game fucking <laughs> brings it hard. It's just like it's it's, it's four awesome hard. stages with like two shitty top down stages that you have to kind of get through just to get to the awesomeness. So definitely play it, but you know, be aware that you're gonna be in for some little shit with the awesomeness. So and then in some, mm-hmm. and then in the overhead map, you fight a scorpion brain called Scorpabellum. <laughs> Contra. That you finally get to Red Falcon's main base, and then it's, it is more of an homage to the original Contra at that mm. point. The boss looks very similar to the, and, and the level looks very similar to the original Contra. So if you make it that, that to the end of that, um, and then it tells you, then, uh, and then it tells you, you that reward. each level has a different ending. So only the best will finish the hard level. So you have a reason to actually suffer through. <laughs> And mm-hmm. speaking of suffering, look at the derpy face on the main guy on the bottom of page ninety one as he's looking at the the brain. <laughs> like what the <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god. So yeah. anyway. Dude, am I looking at a, am I looking at an Alan Parsons album cover? Yeah, it's like <laughs> speaking of goatsy, what's going on with that brain? <laughs> yeah, that brain has a brown eye. Right in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of of derpy, the next page has great soccer art of this guy hitting someone with the opposite end of his elbow into his doing like a reverse elbow smash. Well, the so a guy's 
kicking at the goal, but like someone's trying to tackle him at the same mm. time is what's like going Cole's on lining him and he slides under it. <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> He's moving his arm out of the way so he doesn't get fired. Can, trying to just can you clothesline someone in soccer? Because that looks like what he's going no. for. God. Not legally. When Raja Bell clotheslined Kobe Bryant, that was the best fucking like, moment of my entire basketball watching <laughs> life. Um, I don't know a lot about this, this game. I don't. The clip doesn't even look like anything when you watch it too, though. <sighs> yeah, but it was just it was fucking awesome because it was Kobe Bryant. So, because um, <laughs> everyone wants to see him taken down uh, a match. Is it? Yeah, deal? I mean, he literally raped a girl and got away with it. So, mm. his, <laughs> come his, after me, lawyers. And his stakes are overpriced. You know how he got off that rape thing in Colorado, right? <laughs> and his stakes are overpriced. Yeah, they were. They tested her for like. She had semen. eight she had other, like yeah, eight other guys' yeah. semen in her panties, so they couldn't like, yeah, aff- couldn't affirm. Well, so he of, literally banged a cum dumpster, and that was his saving they, grace. They ran a train on her. <laughs> he was just one of many. <laughs> oh my gosh! It's like at this point, can, did she tell all of them though, or did she like? Okay, I mean, you, not you, you. Well, you, I don't think you, it was the you. team because I don't. It wasn't a team trip. It was like he was in Colorado. I don't know. Whatever. She just doesn't do laundry. <laughs> I didn't do them all at once. I'm not a total slut. I'm just lazy. Anyway, Ugh. I don't know anything about this game. I didn't look into it. It oh, looks interesting God. enough. It's It doesn't really look officially licensed. So, I mean, most of the people mm-hmm. that are into soccer games, they want, you know, their particular teams or their countries or whatever. There is countries here, but I don't, I just, it doesn't seem like it was, I don't know. Well, there's two games that are going over here. Super Soccer and then Super Soccer Champ. Oh, okay. So Super Soccer, <laughs> what the fuck is the difference? So one of them is by Nintendo, and one of them is by... One of them is published by Nintendo, but made by Human Incorporated, and that's Super Soccer. And then Super Soccer Champ is a title. They look game. so similar. Okay, it is. You're right. I'm, I apologize. Yeah, so you the pages, and there's one game on one side of the page and the one game on the other side of the page. Oh, you mean sports they, games look the same? Oh, jeez. Well, in this case, I'll agree with you. It, they do they do look a little the, bit interesting. I, you know, like if you're into soccer games, uh, give them both a try and let us know because, I, you know, guest review or something like that because there's no way I'm going to play these, but um, they're interesting enough, so. Well, I mean, from what I can tell, the only difference, Super Soccer Champ has the indicator of which player you are above the guy's head. Yeah. So that's useful. Mm-hmm. Now, aside from who the hell am I playing as? <laughs> the entire game. So. <laughs> well, this takes us to Sculptured Software Incorporated, where we get to meet daring developers. While Salt Lake City may not seem like a video game mecca, this clean aired city in the Rocky Mountains is home to one of the most active game developers, Sculptured Software. Never heard of them. But we've heard of their games, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which was published by Virgin, TNC, Thriller Safari from LJN, High Stakes from Electro Brain, and The Empire Strikes Back from Lucasfilm, JVZ. (laughs) So all those those companies that we blame for putting out shitty games were actually made by these guys. Yeah. We talked to sculptor and software president George Matos, and then there's a bunch of text about blah, 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 and then he's got uh, a baseball game. But here we get to see them working the programming magic on a Super NES version of Jack Nicholas's Golf. And we get to see a computer hooked up to a Super Nintendo. 
So these are like the saddest workstations I think I've seen. <laughs> They're literally fold-out tables that have like the the faux wood on the top that you would use at like a picnic. You know, not even like you can't buy them these days because people have like newer, nicer plastic ones. These are the so these like are the tables that like you see at a cafeteria. These are the tables that when people were wrestling and they they wanted to jump out, like yes. they would have they would set them beside the ring and like a guy would jump from the top rope like onto the guy laying on the table like these were those tables yep and then you get Jim Ross oh as God is my witness he's killed him <laughs> and, hmm. then, and we get to see on the second page uh the two guys the vice president and the president trying to show off their accomplishments while standing in front of the fucking pictures yeah and they got these two looks on their face like look at this man we got like four pictures on our wall we are <laughs> big city pimping over here those are some big accomplishments yep all of my wives love my accomplishments <laughs> oh they do show off the ncaa <sighs> basketball game which was actually a really fun basketball game i actually remember playing that so that's going to be coming down the pipe uh down the road yeah and then I, I know you missed it last time but they show off screenshots from the wwf super wrestlemania game yeah that game I mean, I obviously didn't get to talk about it, but I remember it being fun. Do you remember it being fun? Because I don't never played that I game. I played it like sleepovers with my I'm, friends, yeah. I think. So. One good thing we I did. only played the uh, pro wrestling game, the generic one by Nintendo, and I got blisters on my thumbs from playing it so hard. We played, what if, we, we ended up playing like a lot of WCW games back in the day, right? That's when I got into, yeah, I, that's when I got into wrestling. But that's like N64. WCW versus NWO. Yeah. yeah, it's a ways away. And they're also building out uh, the Simpsons Bart Bart's Nightmare, which was a fun, which game. is their first game for the Super Nintendo. Looks like I enjoyed that game. That was a good game. Oh, super first! Sorry, first game with the with the Simpsons. Their first Super Nintendo game was the basketball game, NCAA basketball. Yep, and it looks like they made way too much use of the uh, Mode Seven graphics. It's basically practically no. It actually, it actually really it worked all right. Like. I wasn't in that into yeah. basketball, and I could play this game. So, um, when I was, you know, ten or whatever, <laughs> so it's actually a pretty, pretty fun game. And it actually looks like they have the players' names, which is um, weird. Hmm. At that time, it was like a whole thing. Oh, eventually, it came to be you couldn't have the likenesses without paying the players. That's why you don't see NCAA games anymore. There was a whole huge lawsuit. Um, mm. So. I don't know. We'll see if that gets fixed eventually because yeah. I, I actually do like some of the NCAA games for uh, some of the systems. They're fun. Yep. So. Right. And, and then their fun fact, their first NES hit was a game that I had, which was Monopoly for <laughs> NES. <laughs> we know. Uh, We've mocked you for yeah. it in the past. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love the, the quotes they said. They said, uh, George feels that video adaptations of board games are usually flat and lifeless. So he put Bill Williams, who he considers to be as creative as a human being can be, on the project. Quote, he really went to town on this game, admitting playing pieces, computer-controlled players with their own personalities, and other innovations brought the game to life. And it says, the people at Parker Brothers tell us that sales for the game have been nearly ten times higher than they expected. Well, so they expect so to sell go. five games? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so on to the next bit, and we have the. We finally get to see play. Rob and George. Yes, and um, thank God they are behind the crosshairs of a <laughs> super scope rifle. So it's Where a super scope themed players poll. 
Um, third prize, you can get one of 50 shitty t-shirts. <laughs> Second prize, you can win one of 10 Super Scope. Uh, the Super Scope 6 set includes a scope and six hot games in a single multi-pack. And the grand prize is you can come to Nintendo headquarters and be a Nintendo power editor for a day. Play the list games, then take aim at George and Rob. Give them your opinions. And it says, in a future issue, now playing will feature three guys, or two guys and a gal. Your remarks will be printed along with George and Rob's. That's actually a pretty oh, cool... boy. ...like, uh, prize there. I don't know. You get to be printed out with the... You get to have your thoughts printed out in Nintendo Power. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So, I, and I, I actually enjoy the George and Rob sections. It's kind of like what we do, just written out and, you know, edited by Nintendo instead. <laughs> <laughs> It's missing a lot of fart jokes, though. Oh, God, I'm still stewing. (laughs) All right. Anyway. uh, As we round round third base heading to home, we see Nestor's Adventures with Link walking into the ice cave with a butterfly net. And Link says, after I dash against the statue to release the good bee, you use the net to catch it. And then... We don't get to see Link dash, but we do get to see them both go after the bee because, well, I guess Link's not a team player. And then they end up netting the statue, saying, I got it. No, it's mine. You made me miss, you big jerk. I would have had it if it wasn't for you. And they end up catching each other with the butterfly net. And the bee just leaves the cave. And then Princess Link, Princess Zelda asks, where are Link and Nestor? Perfecting their teamwork. (laughs) So for a Zelda comic, I really would have expected something either like a nice hint, like showing Link to be just as much of a childish jerk as Nestor. That's mm-hmm. funny, but I felt it could have been better. <laughs> Why are they catching a bee? I thought they were catching, I thought he had to go in there to catch a fairy. Uh, no, at one point you do catch a bee. I don't think it's pivotal to the story, but oh, you can right. release the bee you, to attack uh, your enemy. But you put it in a jar, yes. right? Okay. When you release the I forget bee, what you, you do with it. You release the bee and then it just goes nuts on your enemies. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, since you enjoyed the uh, uh, Georgia Robs now playing, John, do you want to cover this section for us? I didn't read it because it's a lot of text. <laughs> but <laughs> you just said you enjoyed I, it. I, well, no, I enjoy the concept. I like what they do back and forth. But I just mm. get I get to this point of my prep and I'm like, eh, this is like four pages of solid text but you know it is people talking back and forth about the games and they're not opinions of nintendo so like they'll actually you know rail a bit back and forth so um they talk a lot about jack nicholas golf i was reading through that about um the different modes and things but honestly i didn't pay that much attention uh, on my prep here <laughs> sorry guys well it looks like they really enjoyed uh, darkwing duck and Contra 3. Um, and then they also enjoyed Super Soccer more than they enjoyed Super Soccer Champ <laughs> for whatever that is worth. Probably because one's by Nintendo. <laughs> yes, I'm sure that's it. <laughs> um, and then, yeah. They talk about Contra 3 being good, and which I mm-hmm. agree with. Um, some stuff about Raiden Trad. Raiden Trad is a Shooter. I like when they were talking about the uh, Jack Nicholas uh, golf game, and it says, "What do you think about the music?" 
I think that it's appropriate because it sounds like something that Bing Crosby will be singing. And, you know, he was quite a golfer. Bob Hope, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I think it would be a great touch if you could turn around in the game and see this jazz trio playing the same perky riff over and over again. And hit them with your golf After ball. about two holes, I find myself exercising the option to turn off the music. <laughs> <laughs> so, the music sounds appropriate. Yeah. And that it is just as boring as the golf game itself. I must have pulled a Bob Barker on him, apparently. <laughs> Price is wrong, bitch. That's your hole. That ball is your hole. Don't you want to go to your home? <laughs> Price is wrong, bitch. So anyway. Okay, any any surprising ratings in the latest releases here? Uh, big surprise. Contra but... 3 is pretty high. I mean, it's not, it's mm-hmm. not linked to the past high, but uh, it's up there, so... Oh, yeah. I told you it was good. Uh, I don't know if it's that good, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, Duckling Duck mm-hmm. almost hits the fours. Right. Matchbox Racers, not so much. <laughs> Paperboy 2, didn't you say you like that game? I it's... like Paperboy on the Super Nintendo. Okay, Paperboy 2 for the NES barely cracked three. Yeah, yeah Raiden Tread, whatever that is. It didn't break three. And it's even... <laughs> yeah. Paperboy 2 for the Game Boy is even worse, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nail and scale. And Workboy. Is, like is that like a carpentry game or something? <laughs> it's, yeah. Um, it's a fishing game. <laughs> oh my god, what are you doing to that poor fish? <laughs> the well, hook's not the worst thing in its title. mouth. The hook's not the worst thing that gets in its mouth. <sighs> so anyway... That's what they call giving it the worm. Uh, all right, top 20 for this month uh, in the NES. We have Super Mario Bros. 3, 31 months in the top top 20. Legend of Zelda at number 2, 44 months. And Battletoads yeah. staying strong, uh, 9 months in the top, uh, top 20. Uh, Super NES, the top is Super Mario World, of course. Uh, second place is F-Zero. And uh, Link to the Past, Zelda, comes in at number three. And Game Boy, Super Mario Land is still holding strong. This game's always number one. Uh, Metroid 2 and uh, hmm. Dr. Mario. So You actually had an upset last month, Metroid 2, and reached number one. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was the first time I've been dethroned. And then they, they, they have again gotten the, the time wrong for Super NES because... They had four months on all three mm. number ones last month as well. <laughs> and we know for a fact that Legend of Zelda was not a re- launch title, so it, it could not have been the same amount of months. <laughs> that's that's terrible, Alan. It's just terrible. Thanks, Gail. It's just terrible. <laughs> terrible. All right. Uh, I don't really care about the players' picks. Did oh, you? I do. Oh, we, look at, right. we, look at Derek, we look at Derek Smith, and clearly his family, his family has the grow up. Because this kid is way too happy. It's also part giraffe. <laughs> I don't like making fun of kids. I don't know. It's just kind of weird. But well, well, Mike has no problem with it. Yeah. And then Brandon Brinkley, he, I don't know, he looks like a, a Superman. So he looks like Bill Gates and Superman had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, and then Darcy Morissette, uh, she's uh, just happy to participate. <laughs> yeah, her parents mm-hmm. really could have like 
Bangs was a bad choice. Bro. And Aaron Marquez is here to direct a porn video. <laughs> <laughs> or at least or at least do the lighting. <laughs> 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 uh, apparently I could stay away from making fun of the kids. <laughs> yeah, that lasted about two seconds. Uh, <laughs> speaking of lasting two seconds, our celebrity profile is Melissa Explains It All. Hey, so they have Clarissa are. Joan Hart, who uh, I definitely had a uh, crush on at this phase of my life. And they also have um, Jason uh, Zimbler uh, making an appearance. So it's a dual interview between uh, Ferguson. Ferguson and Clarissa for Melissa um, Joan Hart and Clarissa Explains It All. Yeah, she gave mm-hmm. me a Melissa Joan Hart on, if you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, you gave my such shit. For saying he had he had a, he had a crush on uh, Christina Ricci, aka Wednesday, and like oh, dude, well, that's he creepy. said it blah, blah, weirdly. Blah. He he didn't explain like he didn't say like you know ten year old me had a big old crush on her. He goes no, she's so hot. I'm like what the fuck? You're looking at a picture of like a ten year old. Don't think he was checking. Well, he her didn't out preface now. it though, so I I feel like I had more grounds. I was careful. Oh, give him the give him the benefit of the he's doubt. Can, he's on. Canadian. He gets no benefit of no doubt. Anyway, Ricci is hot. When I was ten, yes. she was ten. She was hot. When now I'm thirty, thirty ish. She's thirty ish and still hot. I'd screw in the next Wednesday. <laughs> Hi, yo. Uh, how this how this theme song go for Clarissa Clar- Nuzno? It was like na 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 na. Oh yeah, that? that is right. I I remember like the friend ended up like using a ladder to sneak into her room all the time. That was that was yeah. That, it was like a dude, right? Yeah, like her parents just didn't mind that he was like. Sneaking up there for some like that's going to be a rest- for a poke. Yeah, that kid's going to be a restraining order soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is early yeah. in the run. This is this is not at that phase of the show where like I mean obviously the show kind of grew with her um, kind of you know Wonder Years style and mm-hmm. um, yeah, so we know the, yeah the kid who played uh, Ferguson he didn't go on to do any more acting uh, I don't think no I saw some recent interview with him he seemed pretty good good-natured about the whole thing okay so the next is the pack watch where the first game is Krusty's Funhouse and the first thing they say is Krusty's Funhouse for the Super NES is nothing like the earlier Simpsons action games oh you mean this one's good <laughs> wah, wah. It's, by, it's by acclaim formerly known as LJN how bad could it be <laughs> And it says, even better news is that an NES version of Krusty's Funhouse is in the work. Oh, good. This gets a downgrade. Just what we wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have Sunsoft News with Lemmings. It looks like it's coming to the NES. I don't, I don't remember the NES. I remember the Super Nintendo version of Lemmings. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Dragon Strike, which looks just Man, awful. Man, this Lemmings looks fucking awful. It looks like an Atari game. Yeah, Lemmings is not meant to be run on a NES engine, clearly. Yeah. Um, and then it's just not enough fine detail because they're so small. They just it looks bad. Speaking of not enough detail, Dragon Strike uh, f- on the NES as well. Like, looks kind of like if you were to cram a, uh, Game of Thrones into 1943. A- into yeah, 1943, and and shove it into a nest. This is what you'd end up with. Uh, Peter Dinklage, Peter Dinklage. Mm. That's a 8-bit version. 
Did you see the Super Mario World version of Game of Thrones where it goes through the entire Mushroom Kingdom? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's, it's worth checking out. It's like the overhead map from Super Mario World as it's going through all like the Vanilla Dome, the uh, mm, Forest of okay. Illusion, Chocolate Land. To check it out. So we've got uh, Capcom's Gold Medal Challenge for 92. Where everyone is high Which I assume it sounds like an unlicensed uh, uh, Olympics game. <laughs> Since it's not called Olympics. Yeah. Uh, looks like it all... I mean, it's got a bunch of uh, stuff in it. So if you like playing a bunch of different games, that's interesting. That's for the NES. Then they have uh, Track and Field, it looks like, for the Game Boy coming out. Or Potato. I don't know. <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> coming out on the Game Potato. Near you. And LJN keeps the sh- carve out a screen and pretend. LJN keeps the shit fest going with NBA Two, um, like a skills challenge uh, featuring Michael Jordan, Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon, Charles Narles Barkley, and <laughs> Clyde Drexler. Wow, that laugh sounded like a like a little bit of a fart. There was like a rumble to it. <laughs> a little wet to that one. <laughs> Anyway, so, uh, yeah, and then j- speaking of yeah. fun things to do, Japan I'm Watch. Sure Mike just pooped his pants. Yeah, Mike just laugh pooped. <laughs> All right. Check, check your drawers. Um, and speaking of shit fetishes, shit fetishes, Japan Watch. All right. Oh. <laughs> We're in the reeds, people. All right. So what do we have? Some Dragon <laughs> Warrior so news. Enix, Enix has released Dragon Quest Fiveless February. No one knows when it would be safe to release their spring games. One game that we're going to get is Romancing Saga, a role-playing adventure game in the tradition of Final Fantasy II from Square. I should probably play that then. The battle scenes. Have I wonder the, if it got released. I never heard of it. The battle scenes have the best animation for this type of RPG in the world of Mardius is big. Great graphics, complete the picture, and we get to see a nice shot of them fighting a Barracuda piranha thing. Kardashian. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun when we don't care. <laughs> All right. And we get to see Gossip Galore with Super Faceball, because right, cause I'm so glad we can enrich that mythology and get more of the, uh, the story and the lore and the fucking background. Oh, it still has the shitty walls, and instead of being black and white, the faces are just green. Right, and then Battle... I mean, what the hell? It just looks uh, awful. Battletoads and Battle Maniacs. Oh, and where's Waldo? Coming back. <laughs> God. Where's Hold on, they mentioned Howard Phillips in here. It oh, because it's rare. It says, One-time power editor and game guru Howard Phillips now directs the creative projects for THQ. Will Waldo be wearing a bow tie? Not. You won't catch Rare's Battletoads wearing bow ties either, unless they have spikes on them. So I guess he didn't last long at uh, LucasArts. <laughs> oh, God, he got shit canned. Oh, my God. Apparently, he's already at THQ, and it hasn't been a year. Where's Waldo? I'll tell you where Waldo is. He's staying on the shelf because no one's picking up the game. <laughs> mm. Yep. All right. So next issue, we talk about Lemmings. God, this looks just for awful. the NES. There's nothing I want to talk about here. <laughs> Look at this. this is... Oh, 
this is another <laughs> see when we get into like the the uh, spring summer issues that's when it's time to have more beers i'll do the podcast <laughs> that's what i say make it more interesting i propose uh, so, i propose we have to take uh what, what do you think like half half game? a beer per shooting game per, no per game or well, per per, like feature not like like just mentions because obviously we would kill ourselves but <laughs> we need to drink we need an official playing with power drinking game yeah like, like every time like every time uh, Mike makes you hate Canada like drink everything in your house anytime Mike says something looks orange on a Nintendo or brown take a, you do a shot <laughs> anytime anytime John. we say this is a light stage NES game so it's getting neglected because Super Nintendo's already out take a shot <laughs> anytime I say sports moving on take a shot Anytime I stew in my own farts, take a shot. <laughs> anytime, anytime John says something that will obviously be used as evidence later on, take a shot. <laughs> hey, those kids' bones were already in my backyard when I moved in, all right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So. But I, I was told it was a selling point. That's why the garden is so lush. <laughs> anytime I talk shit on uh, Gail or Howard, take a do a shot. <laughs> And anytime you're strangely aroused, take a shot. Mm. Yes, mm. indeed. All right, all right. So also going over uh, Dragon Strike, which we just briefly talked about as the Game of Thrones simulation. Uh, Star Wars for the Game Boy, mm, which looks exactly like the NES version. So I'm sure that's horrible. And then we have a game for the Super NES, which I've never heard of, called Arcana. Yeah, it looks kind of interesting. That. In a really not interesting way, because the whole screen is like occupied with needless stats. It's the it's like a Shadowgate game yeah, in on Super Nintendo. Yep. You have what is that? So it says it blurs the boundaries between reality and astrology. Oh God! Just shoot me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I'm gonna hate fuck the shit out of this issue. So enjoy. Like if you want to see John hate an issue, this is this is everything that I hate this is the about video that games John coming is gonna, up. Like take to an empty field, hate bang, and then take off while it's getting dressed so it has to walk. All all <laughs> Just remember, the next one is before we go on vacation. So did I ever go. tell you about the time? I banged a girl and she walked home instead of calling a cab. She like walked 30 miles across Tucson <laughs> at like what? two in the morning. Why? Because she was nuts. <laughs> mm. That's why you banged her. Yeah. Oh, that was definitely crazy, Alice, by the way. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That Hopefully she's not lot. listening. All right. Yeah, but you know who you are out there. Yeah. All right, so uh, to end this, we've got uh, a mall tour for the Super Scope 6. Oh, God. So in 1982, from April, uh, end of April through the end of May, they're visiting one, two, three, four, five, six locations uh, across the United States by United States. Uh, yeah, we've got a number of cities in here. Because this Super, five different dates. This super yeah. Scope is going to be nothing like the Zapper. We're going to support it with games. Uh, well, they're all not just having the Super Scope. That's what they're touting, but they're also showing off Ninja Turtles 4, um, Super WrestleMania, Street Fighter 2, Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past, Super Soccer, Castlevania 4, Contra 3. So you can uh, try your hands with the Super Scope 6, of course, win cool prizes, 
talk with Nintendo game counselors. <laughs> Check the listings below to see if Super Power 92 will making a stop at a mall near you. So, let's see. Uh, where were you at this point in time, Ben? What is this, 92? Yeah. Uh, I would have been... Let's see, 92. I think I'm still in Italy uh, at this point. I'm trying to remember Zimbalon. if... I think I moved from Minneapolis, like from from Minnesota, like right before it arrived here, and it doesn't come to Phoenix. So, mm. nope, miss it out, miss out on it. All right, I believe that's the end of the issue. Let's go ahead and close it out, um, ladies and gentlemen out there. If you're listening, please do us a favor and go on iTunes and write a fine review for us. It'll help us get noticed. And get more listeners on our station here. And tell your friends and be like, yo, I got this cool podcast to listen to. And then they'll be like, what is it about? It's about reading a bunch of guys reading Nintendo Power. And if they don't stab you in the neck and run away, you know, maybe maybe they'll come and listen along with. <laughs> and they joke about farts and fish abominations and shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Fish, fish, um. fish dashian. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all right, I got nothing. And if you'd like to reach out to us in between uh, airings of our show, please reach out to us on Facebook. Just go on to facebook.com slash playingwithpowerpodcast. If you are a Twitter person, you may send a tweet on Twitter to Mike at GetThePower88. This is also my dating site, Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yes. And... Uh, <laughs> You can also donate some dollars to us on patreon.com slash playing with power. I think that's everything. Uh, I'll bid us good night then. Um, I'm Ben. I'm Mike. And I'm John. And now you're playing with power. Entertainment System. Now!